y'all what's up <laughs> back in again with an episode you didn't ask for but you're getting anyway it's me solo dolo um i know that a lot of you have missed me and i've missed you guys so 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 much um i had a lot going on and i decided to take a little brief hiatus um on top of like having a vacation coming up i um got screwed over by uh, someone i considered a good friend um what else happened oh i'm in the process of moving um and it would be just easier if i could just package everything up and throw them in boxes but thanks to um my old roommate i now have extra issues to worry about um unpacking so <clears throat> Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in my life that um, I'm, I will update you guys on um, when I can, when all of it's like, whenever, when I'm like completely settled, then I will gladly let everyone know, you know, what's going on. I have no problem really being transparent because I know how nosy people can be because I get nosy too. I don't have a lot of drama going on like that, but um, occasionally I do have issues that, you know, need a little bit of my attention and um I would like to take this time to talk to you guys a little bit probably about like mental health and um how it affects people very differently growing up um I had both my parents in my life um until my dad's early demise um but I want to say that I really didn't, I really didn't um, associate myself with having mental issues until later in life. And most of the time, it did start to come around middle school. You know, when you look different, all your friends are getting looked at by, you know, the people they have crushes on, the boys at the time. Um, and you're like kind of just there <laughs> and it's stressful. Gosh, is it stressful? It's so stressful. Um, I had issues then. Um, it was a lot to do with like maybe my own personal identity issues. I'm a African American born here in Queens, New York. Um, I think the hospital is right so it's kind of funny really quick story I did a little quick is it a 160 180 360 all I know is that I was born on Queens Boulevard and I ended up going to high school um right off of Queens Boulevard so I feel like I made like a let's just like a roundabout um and like those little signs for me always felt like, oh, I may be heading in the right direction because those are cute. Those are cute like little things that are like signs. I'm a huge believer in signs um, for things. And uh, I felt like that was a huge sign that was I was making the right decisions and choices. Um, at the time, I went to Newtown High School. Whoop, whoop. Oh, four. Um, and I was supposed to go to Beach Channel. <laughs> I wanted to go to Beach Channel because it had a pool and I wanted to be a swimmer. Um, I wanted to be um, 
like a Phelps. <laughs> but um, I thought I was going to be a swimmer. I just wanted to do something in athletics. I wanted to dance, but I was kind of a huge tomboy. And my mom didn't believe me when I was like, I want to go do dance. And she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to be a ballet dancer, actually. And um, I knew what it would take. I knew the torture. I knew... It was very different for, from who I am and, you know, the whole nine. But that was that was the dream. That was what I wanted. And um, mom didn't, my mom didn't really believe me. I probably could have made, I could, I could have made like a bigger, you know, front. Um, I feel like I showed interest and I didn't, I wasn't reciprocated with like, oh, you know, let's do that. I don't know. My mom, my mom never seemed like that kind of person that would be like ready to take me places. Um, I just didn't get that vibe. So I just didn't want to be an inconvenience. If she felt like she couldn't do it or didn't want to do it, then I guess she didn't think I could do it or something like that was basically my mind of thinking. It's funny because we have conversations now that I'm an adult and then you realize like the communication issues and you know, we as parents, because I'm a parent, we don't, we're people too. And, you know, trying to judge how, you know, other people are based on like assumptions, it gets difficult. So I don't, I did blame her at one point because I was like, man, my life turned out like crap. But I don't believe that it did. It's just everything is happening when it's supposed to happen, I think, in my opinion. Um, what else? I wanted to go back to um, mental health, right? So I was saying that I did a 360 and I first probably experienced mental issues um, around middle school. Um, I was caught, like I was always, okay. I have a small scar on my face that's like in a weird shape because I used to pick it. Right. I used to um, I used to pick my face. If you have scars on you and we're close, <laughs> I'm picking your scab. <laughs> so scabs are. I don't know. Something about them is so satisfying to pick off. I used to peel them off nice and slow. I hated when they came off in one go. That was not exciting at all. I wanted I want. I want the scabs to come off in bits and pieces and let me let me let me get my little nail under there and like peel it up. Try not to let you know if it shows some resistance, that means it's not quite healed yet. Um but yeah, oh my god, I love picking scabs, it's really bad. Um but um I had one on my face. Yep. I used to tell kids in school that I was playing with fire and got torched by the stove. Um, what I say? One time I told people that I um, was playing with a blowtorch, torch my face by accident, stuff like that. Just like fire blew up. Like I just was trying to give it like a a, a spin that would make people feel bad for me instead of teasing me so much. Because, and excuse my language, um, they basically called me shit face all through elementary school because I was so light-skinned I was really high yellow and um, um, it wasn't up until I started swimming more that I started getting more and more darker but 
It was a really dark, huge, weird shaped patch on my face. So, of course, kids, you know. Um, so, whatever. I learned to coax with it. My mom tried to do everything. She bounded my hands. She would put gloves on it. Um, she said sometimes I would do it in my sleep. Uh, so, she would wrap my hands at night. Um, she did a lot. She tried. She tried. And, you know, kudos because my son is also going through something similar and I, I'm like, wow, uh, this is literally like, I'm watching myself anyway. <laughs> so, um, my mom definitely took me to like a dermatologist when it basically healed. And now I just have to figure out how to diminish this, this scar basically. And, um, cause it was a scar. I think I just fell on I fell a lot as a kid I was like bow-legged and I loved to run loved to run and I like fell on something and it just like hurt my face and then it just I kept picking it and picking it and picking it and picking it and it just never went away it just made a huge scar um so anyway I had this like lightning stuff Ugh. I was young so I wasn't consistent um anyway I got to like middle school and I was just like, you know what, if nobody's going to like me because I have this stupid scar on my face, then so what? Right. That, that was the mindset behind it because I can't do anything about it. Um, I'm meeting people and this is how they're just going to have to either see past the scar and like me for my personality or not. And I'll just, you know, figure out a way on how to be okay being alone, basically. Um, so after being called that for such a long time, um, there was an incident in, in middle school, in um, elementary school. Uh, it had something to do with the spelling bee. I get, I'll get into it. So I had a spelling bee. And this is a uh, shout out to you guys, teachers out there. The ones who work hard, not the ones who gave up, obviously. Um, my, my school, most of them gave up. I was a huge nerd and um things that were odd to me i felt i high focused on um one of those being learning to spell not sure why it was so important to me but it just was um this is because before spelling bees became like a big big thing um i tried to enter a spelling bee contest man did i study the dictionary like back and forward I would every day challenge myself to do 10 words. Just open dictionary, plant my finger, spell it. I'd read it out, spell it. Then I'd think about it during the rest. I'd write it down, think about it during the rest of the day, and then put it to memory. That was just how I did it. Um, learned the word, learned the whole thing. <laughs> I wonder if I still... I have that dedication for some things. This doesn't... It's like something that I have to hyperfixate on. Um... I don't know how I entered, but I just entered the contest, found out I was the youngest person there. Um, they never called on me, and I was very upset. Mind you, I'm like the little girl, like, ooh, 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 hands up, trying to answer all the questions, because I knew all the words, knew all the words. But the teacher never called on me. It was in the library, and she never called on me, and I was irate. Uh, I cannot tell you how upset I was. I was um, livid. So livid that I complained to every teacher. 
my principal, my parents, home, friends, everyone. I complain to everyone. Actually, that's a trait of mine that actually has never gone away. The more upset and hurt I am, the more I want to vent to people that care because I'm like, I need to get this out. It doesn't make sense. And I, it's wrong. It's wrong, right? Am I wrong? Or like... That, that's basically my mindset whenever it comes to me venting. And I really appreciate my friends, too. Like, yeah, let me, I'll get to that another time. They're, like, people that have reached out to me. Actually, no, I'll talk about it now. There are people that have reached out to me. And um, they, they, they was just checking in. Because they know a little bit of how I am. And um, I think they like to, they like to be able to be there for me. I'd like to say it's because I was there for them, but I don't think that I was really there for them in like a trying time. I just try to, my love language with my friends is sharing funny, inspirational, kind movies. So like, I have a friend who likes boobs and food and funny. So he gets food, boobs and funny. I have another friend who likes animals and she like runs. She's she we have actually never met in person, but she lives in Arizona and uh, she also uh, likes food. She right now she's like running. She's doing an amazing job, actually. And she's like on she has like chickens. So she likes animals. I sent her some funny stuff, not too much of the raunchy stuff, um, but I definitely sent her like funny things and um I try to send her inspirational stuff. Um, if I see anyone running or doing something similar to what she likes, then I try to send it to her. Um, I have another friend, um, Molly, who uh, she I send cute things to. Cute things, Hello Kitty things, funny things, fashion things. Um, yeah, I just... <sighs> I have a lot of friends that reach out to me when I absolutely need them, and I uber, uber, uber appreciate it. Yeah, like, no idea. Um, right, so back to my story. Um, I got transferred. I ha- I, because I complained so much, um, they were told me to take a test. So I took this test because I thought I was going to be put back into the spell UB. It wasn't. It was a test to see how smart I was and if I can go to a different school. I got to go to a different school and I went to Bayside. I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. We listened to Hot 97. We listened to WBLS at the time. Um, Occasionally I would listen to 98.7. That was like a old school mix stuff at the time with a little bit of R&B and hip hop. But that was like my world. Right. If you know, you know, I, it's hard to explain um, black culture to people who've probably never really experienced it. Um, but if I could experience it to my non-African-American friends uh, who listen in, um, it's just basically we lived in like suburbia of Queens. So no real like gang banging or nothing like that was happening nearby, but it was adjacent we weren't far from it. Like, we knew where the places were, and we just did not go there, my friends and I. But, you know, you listen to the music. You are only surrounded by, you know, your own kind of people. And then I'm being told that I have to go to this school that's completely away from 
everyone. Um, I didn't know how to feel about that, but I took it head on. I didn't really put too much weight or thought to it. I just was like, okay, I guess, sure. I'm still coming home. I'm still going to see my friends. Like, that's not going to change. Um, but I, I changed a lot, actually. Um, I, the school in Bayside um, was predominantly Asian. Uh, predominantly Asian and white, then a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of black. Um, any other nationalities am I missing? No. No, in that order. That's, that was the order. I remember, and I know this sounds hecka racist, but ignorance is really when you don't know any better. Um, when you're young, you're like, oh, they all look alike. I had never really seen Asian people outside of like Jackie Chan um, before. Like that was it. Jackie Chan was on and it wasn't even like in person Jackie Chan too much. I didn't really watch too much of his movies, but I remember watching his cartoon that came on Saturday mornings. And another thing. So I went to this school and everyone was different. Um, I remember falling in love with this Indian hair kid. Indian kid with the shiniest black hair. I think I mentioned him in a previous podcast. I used to chase him around. Um, when I liked someone, they knew. It wasn't like a secret. I don't really... I never really believed in that part. If I, if I talk to you and we, you know, we have a communication situation going on, you knew I liked you. It makes no sense to me be around you and you don't know. That's crazy. Um, I realized that I was getting different. I was... Um, my music taste was changing. High 97 had hired these, these two radio jockeys, Star and Buckwild, and they were disrespectful when Aaliyah died. Um, at the time, I was trying to dress like Aaliyah. Um, I was really skinny and um, didn't have much boobs, but I wanted big boobs. I didn't really have it back then. Uh, so I wanted to wear crops and tank crops and, um, you know, the big baggy pants. I was like my thing. And I looked up to her because she seemed like such a sweet woman. And she was so amazing in that vampire movie. Which, again, I saw another Asian guy, Jet Li. And I was like, you know what? Asian people are attractive. I fell in love with um, an Indian guy and then an Asian guy. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's, you know, not to say like black people aren't where it's at. But I'm like all these different nationalities and they could be attractive too. So... I was into it. I was into it. Anyway, they were disrespectful when she died. The day she died. And I was like, why would people like that be hired to talk to people, to influence other people? I was annoyed. I did not like this at all. So I um, started listening to Z100 more and more and more. Then it was Z100, then it was rock music, then, you know, um, my friend, my best friend at the time, Sarah Chung, um, I wish I knew how to find her. She's like not on Facebook. I swore I saw her at a convention. I chased, I looked like a whole creep. Chased her down. Someone called her name, the whole name, same thing. And I was like, huh, she looked almost like her the whole nine. I don't know what she looks like now. And I pray she's like living a great life. I kind of wish I could like talk to her um, just to say thank you for being an amazing friend to me during that time because I think we were both going through it she didn't like how she looked I hated how I looked 
Um, I didn't really let it stop me, but I didn't like how I looked. Um, my confidence level was like kind of low already. You know, I may have like been skinny and stuff, but I wasn't feeling like I was cute or anything. So I really feel like my mental start, my mental issues would be back in middle school. And now fast forward to um, a time when I thought I used to write in this diary and my mom was really weird. She wanted to read my diary. I let her read it. And she wrote her own passage in it about how sometimes that she goes through issues too. And I think it was her way of trying to um, communicate with me. But I just took it as an invasive of privacy. Um, I understood what she was trying to do. I did. I just didn't like that she like forced me to give her my own private thoughts. So now my private thoughts are no longer my thoughts. Um, I would have been perfectly fine if she freaking snuck in my room and read it. Because then I'm like... At least then you know that you're doing something wrong. But this one, you forced me to do something that I did not want to do. Um, I did not. I was not ready to share these things. Um, but I guess, in as a parent, I must have been admitting weird, um, weird issues because I was really going through it. I was not happy. Like overall, like my brain was just. My grades were going up and down. There were, there were. It was getting affected. I was in my being told you're like not attractive and all the guys like all the other girls and not you. And it's just like, <sighs> so I thought I didn't even think about if it was because of my nationality. I just really thought it was just because of the thing on my face. And um, I just wasn't as pretty as the rest of my friends. Um, like I was I was the odd one out. I hated that feeling. Uh, my dad gave me some amazing advice because my brother and I used to get into a lot of disagreements, a lot of um, fights, and he told me this amazing piece of advice. Um, he's like, Day, I need you to listen just, just a bit. This is really important. Um, my dad never really got to a point where he was like, you know, this is really important. I could tell my parents, I loved my parents. They, when they say things are really important, I just assume that that's, it is really important. Um, some things I try to hold on to and seems really important at the time. And some I probably forgot. Um, and then remember later, <laughs> like how I got my period. Mom said it was very important, but I thought I was dying when I actually got my period. Um, cause I completely forgot. She told me. So he said that this is really important. When everybody goes through emotions, everybody has them. Everybody has to manage them. I need you to see your emotions like this cup. And he pointed to like a mug. Every time you have an emotion that's negative or sad, it goes in this cup. And the cup is eventually going to get really full. If you never empty it, it gets really full. <laughs> and you need to dump this cup often, preferably before it hits the rim. 
I remember him taking me to the sink and showing me how if someone shakes the cup and the water is spilling out, he said, see all that spilling out? Basically, that's your emotions. Your emotions, if filled up to the brim, will start to spill over. Untimely. You can't control it. There's no catching it. None of it. I assume it's because the last, when he did decide to sit me down, I was screaming at the top of my lungs at my brother, like pitch screaming, like it was bad. I don't remember why we just got into an argument and, um, dad was like, Whoa, what was wrong with you? (laughs) Um, so I, I don't know what I was going through, but I was obviously going through something. Anyway, I, I remember this analogy till obviously till now because it's something that I used to pride myself on trying to do whenever I had an emotion and I knew it was going in the cup regardless of me trying not to um, I would forcibly make myself cry right because that's basically what it is it's like I have all these emotions that I don't know how to get rid of and I can't keep them in I can't keep them in because you keep them in and they just it'll explode me Um, I think the older I get, um, it becomes a lot more harder to manage because the cup fills up so fast and my cup didn't really grow with me. Not, not like, it's not like the size of my body, you know, it's just a mug. At this point, it's like an extra large Hello Kitty mug, but still a mug nonetheless. And I haven't really been able to dump it lately. Trust I tried. Um, I thought about it multiple times. And um, I just never really had time to sit down and just cry. Sit down and just... And I think it got worse because I had my roommate here that I didn't fully trust. She was really young. And I didn't trust crying in front of her because I always kind of felt like crying was such a form of weakness. Needing someone, such a form of weakness that I don't want them to have to use that against me because it has been used against me. It's not like it was before I didn't really think of it much. And then it was used against me as like a negative thing. So I was like, oh, people see this as a negative thing. So I, I really can't be out here just expressing my emotions like that. <laughs> so I definitely feel that everyone going through things do need to take that time for themselves and cry. Um, I definitely... I'm able to control it a lot more, but I still intake a lot and then it spills over and then um, I don't know who to trust. So it's hard to do that around people. And I still feel vulnerable when I cry. So I prefer to do it alone or around people that I trust and people that I trust to give me the right response. Because some people will watch you cry, watch you have a breakdown, and then internalize it for themselves because 
like crappy human beings crappy human beings so I've never taken someone melting down or crying in front of me as someone as oh man this is about me even if it is about me it's like I'm not this is not about me right now someone is wilting in front of you and you make it about yourself how selfish are you um I think that's happened twice now in my most recent year with my ex-girlfriend my ex-roommate made it all about themselves and it's like I don't know how people can do that they just get really selfish I'm just like I don't I think it's also a lot when people don't really know how to manage their own feelings and um, not think about themselves I really don't know what creates a more selfish person but um, that was like a huge problem for me I've been having meltdowns every now and then because of fear of like being homeless fear of not being able to take care of my son and it was it was getting hard it was getting really difficult and when I need a friend around it's like funny because I'll like put like subs in my stories and then some people will you know respond not everybody responds but people that I forget are not to say I forgot that they're part of my life but people that are part of my life will reach out to me I have a friend Stephanie um she would see a post on my Facebook and reach out to me and I had never had that before um and it was like direct it wasn't like she commented on my post or anything nope just got a phone call soon as she saw it didn't know when she seen it probably right then and there and she called it's like weird because then I know like that person cares about me because it's like oh okay wow oh okay um and it's not on some nosy ish either I really just have friends that I not even friends I'll say acquaintances or strong peers that like watch my stories and say nothing but then I'll have I legit have six people that reach out to me and you're like, day, you okay? Like, talk to me. You can always talk to me, blah, blah. You tell me that and I will always talk to you. Trust and believe you're going to get all of this, all of these emotions that just bottle up inside of my brain, heart, wherever, because I'm really not trying to be secretive. I just don't want to emotional dump my issues onto other people because that's not right either. Um, that's all really I'm, I appear strong I know that I do um, but I, I I do have moments of like when I'm not that strong and I need people and you know what I've needed lately ice cream ice cream and a good 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 cry I had one not too long ago and I need another one and I I've missed this talking. I've missed this, like, talking to people, missed this talking into the ether. Because it's a way of talking to y'all, and y'all are openly listening, and y'all can take it, and you don't have to reach out to me. Do not feel the need to reach out to me. If that's not something that you normally would have done, please do not feel the need to reach out to me. Uh, if you know, you know. If you've already reached out to me, you already know all like most of the details of whatever I'm going through, so there's no need. But, um, you know, it is appreciated, right? 
Um, that's all. That is all. Uh, I, uh, I really appreciate y'all though. Like I am back to making more episodes. Um, I have a really fun episode that I want to talk about. It's a naughty one, of course. Um, it took me a minute to think about, um, but I had been listening to other people's podcasts and I enjoy just being able to talk. Oh my gosh. So I just recently knew, found out that like a good few friends of mine actually listen to my podcast and you have no idea how amazing it made me feel. Um, I literally was about to burst in tears every time the person told me, um, I like, I was like to my face. They were like, when are you making a podcast? I'm like, wait, you listen to our podcast like <laughs> um so I mean I know there's a lot of podcasts out there nobody asked for this one but I am going to continue to give you my podcast I am working on getting better mics so the sound will sound better so I can have more people on um I've tried to have more people on um and it just like backfired that kind of depressed me but I still powered through and then um I was just trying to but I'm gonna invest in it um, I know there's no real money coming in or anything, but I'm still going to invest in myself because I do genuinely love this. I love talking to people. I love experiencing other people's like emotions and stuff and um, understanding people more. That's really why I like that. And it's like listening to the stories that I see. It's crazy sometimes. So I'm going to get out of here. I have a house to go view praying I get it I kind of like this one try not to put too much stock in it but I like this one um I miss y'all and thank you for being patient I really appreciate that and if anyone's new here welcome thank you for listening to the podcast you definitely didn't ask for but you're getting anyway starting next week thank you guys